Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone on Mixalar that's listening to us this morning on Zoom. It's a privilege to have you here with us. Those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. God is in control of the world. He's in control of the universe. We give him thanks yeah. that we are alive today, the 27th of February, and we are here on the Zoom platform at LNA, at New Life Horizon, to lift up his name. We lift up Yahweh as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's our everything. He's our Alpha. He's our, our Omega. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Ancient of the people in Ukraine. We ask that you protect each and every one of them in Ukraine, Lord. Mm -hmm. We ask you also for the missionaries in Kenya, that you will be with them, that you will surround them with your Shekinah glory, yes, Lord, yes. that you will surround them with your blood yes, that Lord, was shed yes. on Calvary, Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, yes. The blood that spoke for us, because with your stripes we are healed. So I put each and every one of them before you and the children and every one of them at Juja right now, God, church maybe has ended and they are now in their homes. I ask you to grant them peace also, grant them joy that passes all understanding. And we ask for souls, that souls will be one for your kingdom and you will get the glory and the honor and the praise because you're God all by yourself. We ask that you tabernacle with us this morning. We ask that our praise and worship leader, Tashina, God, you will be with her. That as she ministers to us, Lord, your presence will be, we will usher into your presence. She will usher us into your presence with the 24 elders and we will be praising you. I put your speaker, Reverend Bolt, that as he come, Lord, to be a, a message straight from your throne room. I thank you, Yahweh. I thank you that you are God. You are our father. You are our Prince of Peace. We give you praise, Lord, and we give you honor because there is no one like you, Yahweh. No one, there no is one. no one like you, Jesus. No one, Lord, there no is one. no one like you, Ancient no of one. Days. There is no one like no you, one. Prince of Peace. There is no one like you, yod hey no one, Lord, There no is one. none like you, Yeshua Amashiach. Mm. There is none like you, Yahweh. Yes, Lord. There is none like you, Yeshua. So we ask that you step into our situations right now. Mm. We step into our situation and God, where we need to surrender, we ask that we will surrender all to you. We lift our hands to you. We praise your name, Lord. We give you praise and we give you honor. And Father, as we go into praise and worship before the scripture reading, I feel that, Lord, that we're going to praise Right now, we usher ourselves, we enter into your gates with praise and thanksgiving because you inhabit all the praise, God. Mm. Praise is what we do when we are going through. 
So, Father, we lift our hands this morning in surrender to you. Mm-hmm. And we access as our sister Tashina goes into even two songs before I read the word. I hear you say, let us enter into your gates with praise and with thanksgiving. So I thank you, Lord, that there is even a shift right now in the protocol of this service. And I ask God mm-hmm. that as we go into praise and worship, we will hear you like Never before. before. We will lift up our hands to worship you. We will lift our hearts in a posture to worship you, God. Right there in our homes, right in our living rooms, anywhere we are driving this morning, we ask that we will praise you because praise is what I do when I am going through and when we are going through. So, Father, I ask that our sister comes on before I share the reading. I ask that you be with her and you even change songs that will only glorify your name mm-hmm. and will usher you into the King of Kings and Lord of Lords with all the angels as they bow down before you and mm-hmm. the 24 elders and everything that has breath will praise you. Yes. Welcome again to those on Mixelar. We give you praise. We give you honor in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Sister Tashina. I would love for you to just do two songs before I go into the reading of the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good morning, good morning, wherever you are this morning. It's a blessed thing that we are all here and we're able to gather in this fashion. This morning, as the spirit leads, This song, this first one, is a song of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God for his goodness. And then the second one that I will play just speaks to how worthy he is. He will sing of his worthiness. So let me just lead you this morning and allow yourselves to be led by the Spirit of God, even as he is here right now to tabernacle with us. Just open, mm. your, open yourself up to him and let him take you into that secret place with him as you open yourselves up and just give him thanks and glory. Bearing in mind that even though it might feel inadequate, he does inhabit our praises. Yes.
Amen. Worthy is your name. We give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord. Welcome again to those who are just joining us. We welcome you. We are happy that you took this opportunity to worship with us this morning. We want to welcome Pastor Stedman. I don't know who 584 is, but we welcome you. Those on Mixelar that are listening to us this morning, we welcome you. Sister Winsome, welcome. It's a privilege and an honor to be in the presence of the Most High God, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Thank you, Sister Tashina, for sharing those two songs. We just went into worship this morning already. We'll be worshiping, worshiping throughout the day. We'll be worshiping with our tithes and offering, our praise and worship. And I'll be just going into the scripture reading right now. The scripture reading is taken from John chapter 14, verse 27. If you have your Bible with you, turn to it, because sometimes we forget to use the Bible when we are reading from the screen. So turn, if you have your iPhone, your Android, whatever you have, turn to it. And as I read the word, it's from the New International King James Version. And it reads, my peace, I, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Once again, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you, Sister Tashino, Sister Reefa, Sister Winsome, Brother Bolt. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. My brothers and sisters, Jesus said this to his disciples just before he was going on the cross. He said to them, my peace I give, my peace I leave. He was leaving them and he was giving them his peace. It was the Jesus peace, the peace that passed all understanding. is not a peace that the world gives. Because the world peace is temporary. Jesus' peace is everlasting. He is the, our prince of peace. When we know that we have peace, our hearts are not troubled and we are not fearful. I want to just use an illustration. If you just highlight me a little bit, Sister Tashina, with this glass. So can you just highlight me as I just show you a little illustration here on, from my end right here so take me on and just highlight me a little bit the the glass here represents the world the world peace and the glass is half um portable and this is what happened to us when we don't have the peace of god when it when there's any financial stress when there's any kind of conflict become noisy we still become troubled but God is saying the peace that I give unto you is a peace that is everlasting it's wholesome it fills you up it fills you up to overflow and now you have a full glass which is a peace of Jesus which is the wholeness of Jesus which is the everlasting peace and when the trouble comes there still be a noise but you won't hear it because that peace that passes all understanding is guarding your hearts and your minds. My brothers and sisters, 
I just want to remind you this morning, when you pray to God and ask him, Lord, I want your directives. I want your peace. Don't move until you get that peace. Don't move until your heart is at rest. Don't move until there is no fear. Because that's when you know it is his will. If there is fear, if there is doubt, if your heart seems troubled, it's not the peace of God. So I want to encourage you this morning. Let him fill you to overflow. It is the Jesus peace that can only fill us up. Not our own peace. Not our own understanding. So we lean into him. Lean onto him. As it says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. And he will give you the directives. He will give you the peace. My brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you again. Let not your hearts be troubled. And yes, it will be troubled because of what we're seeing happening now, even in the world, even in Ukraine. But what stood out for me this week, as the, the, the missiles are going, the people are in the subway and they are praising God. What a place to be when there is war. How would I have reacted? I maybe would have been in my bungalow or somewhere hiding away from this war. But these people were in the subway praising God. What a peace, my brothers and sisters. But this week, let the Jesus peace be with you. The peace that I give is not of the world, so that your heart will be troubled, so that you will be afraid. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Over to you again, Sister Tashina. Thank you again for joining with us this morning as we go into our praise and worship as we continue to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We thank you, Lord. Bless you, my sister. Bless you even more so for that beautiful illustration that I don't think we will soon forget it. Just so that we understand the fullness and the comprehensive nature of the peace that God gives. That peace, I can tell you and I can testify of it. That peace will have you looking death in the face and knowing that despite all that, the victory has already been won. You're staring at circumstances and not just staring at it, but you're hearing the doubts coming from every side. You're hearing the, the negativity coming from every side and everything around you would want to say, man, this won't work out. You need to have a plan B, C and D because this is not going to work out. But the peace that God gives comes to you and says, this victory has already been won. The moment Jesus took those stripes for our sake, the moment he went to that cross, even more so the moment that he rose again, from the dead, our victory and our peace 
were guaranteed. And so I'm going to share a song with you. It's known as Hallelujah, You Have Won the Victory. Officially, it's the anthem. But this morning, this is the, the song I want to share with you. Just going to share this one. And as the Spirit leads, there's one other that I may share.
I, my Lord, there is always, there's always something about this song. I, I, I don't know for you, but I, I find it hard, find it very hard to hold myself together when it gets to my sin or oh, the bliss of this glorious Jesus. You know why? Because I, I know, I don't know for you, but for some of us, maybe not many times we consider what it is that Christ saved us from. And like we try to do a mental recount of all the things that we've ever done that are wrong in the sight of God. But when it gets to this point in this song, and it's almost as if something just a real starts to play. And to, you maybe can't remember everything, but then when just the thought of your sin and to know that one person, one person took all, not just mine, but all the sin of the world on himself and took it unto death. I don't know what that does for you, but yes, it does. It moves me, but it also gives me that peace that our sister spoke about. Understanding and knowing that I no longer have to bear the burden of that sin. I don't have to walk around with it and live under the condemnation that I deserved. But knowing that grace and mercy were extended instead. And with that sweet assurance, we can say, it is well. If, if nothing else inspires the peace of God within you today, I pray that this thought, pray that this thought will. That because of our sins are, or our sins have been taken care of, it is well. I bless you as you continue to worship today. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tashina. It is well. Can we all say this morning, it is well with our soul. Those in Mixelar, we will continue in worship as we now go to our tithes and offering. It's another form of worship. We worship God with our voices. We worship him in giving to him. Because when you give to the Lord, he will bless you mightily. You're lending to the poor. You're lending to the missionaries in Kenya. And I implore you again this morning, if we need money in Kenya for the Bibles, to feed the people there. So I'm asking you again for a special offering. If you just like to do it right here on Zelle, that's what we use. It's an app. And Zell, it's, it's an email. You can use our email or our phone number. 
And the email for those on Mixlr, it's N-E-W, New Horizon, H-O-R-I-Z-O-N, min, M-I-N, at gmail.com, or 469-333-0397. Once again, we can give through the app, the phone number, or the email address at newhorizonmin at gmail.com or 469-333-0397. God will bless you as you sow into this ministry. Give with a cheerful heart. It's better to give than receive. We also have another app, an online give, Givelify. Online Givelify app, and it's a new life horizon church also. N is in green, the L is in red, and an H also in green, and a leaf on top of the L. And in this leaf, there's a red that speaks of our love for you all. As you give and pour into this ministry, the Lord will indeed bless you. As he says in Malachi, chapter, give, and it will be given unto you. Give into the storehouse. Come and bring the tithes into the storehouse. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 and 12. And as we hold up our offerings or our tithe, we're going to say to him, Lord, we bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in our house. Test me in this, says the Lord. And I see if, if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be blessed, will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So Father, we thank you this morning that we can give and sow into your kingdom. Father, we're asking you as we give, the devourer will not interfere in our crops. Father, there will be no lack because, God, we are giving unto you. And when we give unto you, Lord, you bless. I thank you for each and every one of us that is given this morning. And I ask that you make, Lord, give them a special blessing this week. That they will know, God, that you are with them. A blessing, not just financial, but one of favor. And surely goodness and mercy will follow them throughout their lives. Not just today, but for the rest of their lives. Father, may you multiply the seeds that they have sown. May you multiply and let there be a multiplication in their lives. In every area in their lives. That their household will be blessed. Their children will be blessed. Their grandchildren will be blessed. And their great-grandchildren. I thank you for your provision, Lord. Because it's you that provides the seed. It's you that provides for us. So we shabak you. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Welcome once again to those that are just joining us. We're happy to have you online. And welcome. I'm happy you took this opportunity to worship with us. You could have gone somewhere else. But you take the time out to come here and worship with us. We have some upcoming events. Right now, our missionaries are in Kenya. And this morning we saw them, we, we got uh, some videos and we saw that the church was packed with children 
a full church, they were rejoicing. We give God thanks. I'm, I just said earlier on, we're still asking you to supply. We have to still supply Bibles to them. We have to provide food for families with meals. It only costs $15 to sponsor a family of four. Once again, you can sow that seed if you're giving it by Zell. You can just say Kenya. So we will know it is a trip for, for the people in Kenya. Right there in Zell, there is an option that tells you where, what are you sowing it for? Who are you sowing it to? You can just put Kenya for those that are doing it through Zell. The Gift Lithi app, we will also acknowledge you. But we thank you for sowing into this ministry. Thank you for sowing the seeds of $15. Some of you, we don't know your names, but God knows and God sees and God will reward. Again, our option is Zell. Newhorizonmin at gmail.com or 469-333-0397 or give Lithi app. And I explained this after already, New Life Horizon Church, an N and an L and an H. The L is a, is, is a love, which is a red, and the N and the H are green fonts. So we're asking you to sow as the Lord will bless you. Brothers and sisters, thank you again. And yes, if you have not been joining us on a Monday evening, you're missing out. You're missing out on the study of Acts. And this is so applicable now, applicable now, because we see what is happening all over the world, especially in Ukraine, where people's lives are being destroyed, people are being separated. But as you come and partner with us, as you come and sit with us, as we go through the book of Acts, and this week is Acts chapter 13 and 14, lesson 11. We start at... Tomorrow, it's going to be at 7 o'clock EST time. For those in Dallas, it will be 6. But the Eastern Standard Time, for those in the USA, it will start at 7 o'clock. So I'm hoping you will be there. It's the same Zoom that we're on now, which is 5840333 or 6193. And the password is NLH Prayer, and they're all capital letters, all uppercases. We're looking forward to seeing you as we study the book of Acts together. And once again, join us with our prayer and fasting this Wednesday. Prayer is so important in our lives. It is the air that we breathe. It's the oxygen. Without prayer, our lives are fruitless. So we want you to come with us as we pray. And I'm asking you, especially this week, that to pray for the missionaries in Kenya, to pray for the delegation, a group of nine. We're asking you, especially again, to pray for Ukraine. We're asking you to pray for Putin in, in Russia, that his heart will become a heart of flesh and that he will relent. He will not go forth with this atrocity that is happening there now. We crave your prayers and join us as we fast on Wednesday. For those of you who can maybe give up food, drink, have some juice or water, natural juice for the day and push in prayer as we pray for the ladies in Kenya. It's a delegation of just women, right? Yes, just women. And I'll remind you about the names. If I miss out any names, I want you to put them in your book. Pastor Ava is there. We have Karen. We have Sister Annette. We have Sister Dorothy. We have Marvel, Cheryl, and Anne 
If I've missed out any names, Tamar, you can put it in the chat for me. Just have their names and pray for them specifically as the Lord leads. Pray without ceasing. Pray like never before that the Lord will use them mightily and there will be no incident, no sickness that will surround these missionaries as they do the Lord's work. We thank you once again for joining us. And just before our speaker comes on this morning, our speaker is none other than our Reverend Bolt. Sister Tashina will lead us into one more song of worship or whatever, or two more. And then it will be over to our Reverend, Reverend, Reverend Bolt, as the Lord uses him for his kingdom and for his glory. Over to you, Sister Tashina. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. God is a mighty God, is he not? He is worthy, he is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the very setting of the same. And we just want to give him all thanks and all Jesus. Let's give him all glory. I don't think we have words enough half of the time. I don't know about you. But to have words half of the time, just to say to God, God, I am grateful to you for all that you have done for me. You have given me a peace, a love that passes all understanding. But more than anything else, you have given me your presence. You have given me your presence. And this morning, I want to share this song with you. All right, it's coming up now. the glory of his presence. Because brethren, I, I can tell you, I have proven, even throughout this past week, I have proven the difference that his, his presence makes. Let us just bask in his presence as we praise him that he chooses to come and tabernacle with us in this way. Lamb of God, I am a precious spirit. You've come to destroy oppression and depression. It comes against the mind of the believer. You've come to bring joy where there's been sorrow.
Lord, so we will arise and let you take full control of our lives. We we'll ask Sister Tamar just to pray as Prophet Bold come and give us deliver the word of God to us. Thank you, Sister Tamar. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this spiritual food that we're about to receive. Father, we thank you for the man of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are benefiting God from the time he has spent with you, O oh God, to hear from you. Lord, we thank you that he made the sacrifice, God, so that we may be beneficiaries of, Father, of, of, of this time, of, of beneficiaries of his relationship with you, O oh God. We thank you, God, for another avenue, Father where you're strengthening us and as we put reverend boat before your god father we pray lord that he will speak boldly father he will speak as you have given him words father 
I pray, mighty God, that he will not be concerned, Father, about what anybody is thinking, what anybody, how anybody will feel, Father, but he will speak, Father, as you have spoken to him. I pray, mighty God, that he'll be bold, Father, that he will speak boldly what you have said. I pray, mighty God, that he will have clarity of thought, Father, that, Father, we'll be able to listen, to learn, to follow him, oh God, as he speaks. Father, I pray, Lord, that as, as Reverend Bo speaks to us, God, that you will give us listening ears, oh God, that, Father, that we will heed what he's saying keenly, oh God. Lord, I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit will give Reverend, Reverend Bo's words power beyond what he can imagine, Father, that, Lord, this word will be far-reaching, not just here and now, Lord, but our message is recorded. So for those that will be listening in the future, Father, for all the people that will be listening and all the tomorrows that the message will be played, oh God, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will add power. Father, that lives will be changed and transformed, Father, that people will come to see you and know you in a new and in a new and more powerful way, oh God. Father, I pray, Lord, that reverence both words will cause change, Father, changes in our life, change in our situation, Father, that his words, his message will turn us towards you, oh God. And Father, as he speaks, Father, we know, Lord, that the enemy does not like when we praise you the enemy does not like when we're focused on you so lord i pray that you protect him i pray lord that you will give your angels charge over him oh god that they will father that they will form a hedge of protection around him father i pray lord that no weapon formed against reverend boat will prosper father not today not ever oh god father that he will remember lord always no matter what happens that he is yours and you have him in the palm of his hand father so that he will always remember god that he has victory that he will walk in victory oh god father we thank you for reverend bolt and for his passion father when he speaks lord he speaks with those passion father and we thank you lord for the passion lord we know that that passion for you that he has gotten from you oh god and we pray lord that you will just increase father his passion for you his desire for you father and his capacity mighty god to love you. We thank you for Reverend Bo, God, and we thank you for this word that we're about to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, good morning, saints. Good morning, good morning. It is indeed a pleasure once again to be in your midst. And I look forward to this every Sunday when I meet with you just to share with you what God has downloading in my spirit to share with his sheep. Um, you know, there's a lot of challenges that are taking place right now in people's life, in the entire world. But we have to remember that God's peace is with us. We can't forget that. And so we stand in that. Okay, and the, the, the folks that are in Kenya, they need our prayers. We can't forget to pray for them every day, twice a day. Pray for those who are in Kenya and the people that they'll be ministering to. And as Ruth said earlier, as she was appealing to those people 
who online who maybe have not given to the mission work. I beg of you to give, give sacrificially so that the people in Kenya can benefit from your generosity because the money is used to buy food, to buy Bible, etc., for the people there. And believe me, they just love it. The last time we went there and we fed them, I think twice, maybe three times we fed them. And they were so overjoyed. They formed lines, ordered the lines just to get the food. And it was a pleasure to put that food in that plate and to give them and to see them sit down and eat it. We demonstrated Christ's love to them. So I am not surprised that the report came back to say that the church is full to overflowing. And that is what happens when you demonstrate God's love. People want to see his love. They want to feel his love. But you must demonstrate it. And he will demonstrate it through us so that we can demonstrate it to others. This is how it works. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Oh, I truly thank you, Father, that you have given me the privilege once again to, to share your word to your people. It's an awesome privilege, one that sometimes I don't think I'm worthy to do. But you have made me worthy. And so I stand, I stand in that position to declare your word to the dark world. Be with us this morning as we pay attention to your word. Give us listening ears. Give us hearts that will receive your word and that we will bear fruits unto righteousness. Bless each and every one online this morning. Those on Nixelar, those on Zoom, I pray, Father God, that you will bless them, bless them, bless them, and open their eyes to the truth of your word. In Jesus' awesome and mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Last week, we, um, we looked at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 15. And I'm just going to do a, a, a brief recap of what took place last week, okay? And I want you to just listen. So recap for those that maybe didn't hear, they weren't online. Last week we looked at Ephesians, and it was the path of peace, but we look at the warfare that comes ahead. We look at spiritual, the spiritual realm, the realm that we can't see, feel, nor smell, nor touch, but that it works through our physical realm to bring us the problems that we experience in this present life. So Paul wanted us to know that the physical realm is not the source of our problem. The physical realm is not the source of our problem. We also look at the fact that the scripture says that we die with him, buried with him, and raised with him. And now we are seated 
in heavenly places. That's our position. That's our primary position that Paul does not want us to forget our position. We are now being living spiritually in another realm. So unless we operate in this realm, from the spiritual realm, we'll be controlled by the physical five senses. Yes, unless we operate from this, this realm, from that realm, the spiritual realm, we will be controlled by our five senses. And so much of the misery and the anguish and the frustration that we go, go through is because we forget our primary position. So the spiritual unseen world and our ability to function in it will determine how we make it out in this physical realm, the realm of the five senses. So if you and I are going to operate from the spiritual realm, we must have what you call truth. And this is what Paul is saying here. Let me read it. I'm going to start from the beginning, uh, from chapter 10. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. But remember, we are seated far above, always remember that, far above these principalities and powers. We have the power, we have the authority because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the old armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done all to stand. This old passage is telling us that we must dig our heels in and stand with the truth. Is the truth you know that benefits you? Paul is saying stand no matter what is happening in your life. No matter what you see in the physical world, the facts, you must stand on the truth of God's word. Now what is truth? What is truth? We live in a world that cannot recognize truth from lies. The moment you turn your TV on in the morning, you're being lied to. Turn your computer on, you're being lied to. That's the world in which we live in. So the world finds it difficult to identify truth from lies. But what is truth? Again, I ask the question. Truth is God-based knowledge. Write it down. Truth is God's base knowledge. The more, it's more than facts. You're only going to operate on facts. You will never get the truth. 
if you operate only on what you see, taste, and touch, you will never get to the truth. There's always a truth behind every situation that confronts you. Facts can change, but truth never changes. You can go to the doctor tomorrow and he tells you you have a brain tumor. Bad report. But that can change. That can change overnight. I spoke to a co-worker of mine um, recently and he said to me, you know, there's this guy that was working with us and he had a brain tumor, a very large one. And the doctors were very concerned about it. And the young man left and went home and started taking the herbs, just taking the herbs. And when he went back to the doctor, the doctor, they, they could not find the tumor in his brain. And he said to me, that, that young man worked with us for several years and he retired and he's still alive today. So facts can change, but truth never changes. So when we are confronted with the facts of life and the problems of life, if we are not careful, we will find ourselves worried, depressed, and anxious. Because we are not able to see the truth behind the facts. You go to work tomorrow and the boss say to you, you know, we don't have no use for your um for you anymore. You have to leave. You're fired. And suddenly you start worrying about the mortgage and the rent and the car payment. All that is factual. You're fired. The money is not there. But what is the truth behind all of that? All of the facts that is now facing you. The truth is this. And it's hard to grasp. But once you grasp it, you'll benefit tremendously from it. The truth is that he says, I am your source. I am your source. The same God who gave you that job will give you another one. I will never leave you, my child, and I will never forsake you. I am your source. It is so difficult for us to remember during the difficult times in our life that God's word works. And it is factual if you work it. And so the enemy plays on that. He put the facts before you and he wants you to panic. He wants you to worry. He wants you to depress. You see, the essence of the warfare that we face, you know what it is? The enemy knows that he can't prevent us from going to paradise or heaven. Because we are saved. We accept Christ. We are living for him. Okay? But guess what happened? He can give you enough problem here to make your life on earth hell. And that's what he wants you. Because he never wants you to get the blessings on earth that comes with your salvation. He never wants that. So he will do anything to prevent that. Because he knows he cannot prevent you from getting to heaven. Because you are saved. That's the essence of the warfare. I will never leave you nor forsake you, God says. So the essence of the warfare is to prevent you from benefiting from the privilege that comes with your salvation. Therefore, Paul says, stand therefore. 
verse 13. He says, stand therefore. Therefore stand. And stand therefore having your waist girded with truth. Having your waist girded, prepared with truth. <laughs> what is truth? God based re reality behind every situation. Truth is God's base reality behind every situation. That is truth. That is truth. Okay? Paul now says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. You see, when you have truth, it leads you to right decision. It leads you in the right direction. So he's taking, he's, up, he's on a path. He's taking us somewhere. Paul is taking us somewhere. He says, when you have the truth of God's word, when you base your decisions on the truth of God's word, it will lead you to make the right decision and go in the right direction. If you are faced with a decision and all the facts line up that it's a good decision, you should make it. But if you don't have peace, step back. Step back. If you don't have peace in that decision making, even though all the facts line up, pull back. Don't go there. Because you're about to make the wrong decision. In verse 15, he says, he comes now to said, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Having your foot fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. <laughs> what is he saying? Be firm, be sure-footed. Be firm, be sure-footed, because you have the truth. It's going to lead you to make the right decision, go in the right direction. So now, be firm, be sure-footed. You have, you will have peace. It will take you to peace. When you're under attack, when you're under attack, because it will come, it will come. He wants us to wear the shoes, the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. What is peace? The opposite of peace is anxiety and worry. The opposite of peace is anxiety and worry. Does that, does that sound like any one of us? Does that sound like us? I know my mom, bless her soul, she's gone home to be the Lord. But she worried a lot. My mom worried about everything. And I remember in the 1980 election in Jamaica, when there was so much killing that took place. Some of you must remember it. And we were living 20 Balmaji Avenue, Kingston 11, Olympic Garden. And people were being killed right, left, right, and center. They were just killing people. And one particular night, 
the gunshots were barking around the house. Gunshots everywhere. We had to go under the bed. And I remember my mom said to me, put the fridge behind the back door. And I said to her, I looked at her and I said, mom, I'm not going to do that. Put Jesus behind the door. I said, put Jesus behind the door. And my mom has never forgotten that. That I told her that. We were there and God gave us the peace to stay there. Nobody touched our house. Nobody touched any occupants of the house. Two doors down from us. The Najers, I remember their names. Carol and Paulette, Najer. When the gunmen went in and took them out. Took them out of their house and brought them in front of the house where we live to rape them. My mom heard the screaming because we weren't there. When it got so bad, she took us out and she boarded us in Stone Hill until the war was finished. And she said she heard the scream and the agony. She had no phone to call the police. And they raped the kid, the kid and one died. And when the father heard, he got a heart attack and he died. It was a cruel time in Jamaica. And the mother lost her mind. And she walked the street. And all she could say, my big mouth kill my picnic. My big mouth kill my child. But in the midst of all of that, God is able to give his people peace. God is able to give his people peace if his people remember to hold their position. That is what Paul is saying here. Hold your position. Don't move from it. The Bible definition of peace is calm, tranquility of soul. Calm, and tranquility of soul in the midst of difficult situation. Psalms 46 give us a very good picture of this. And I want to read it. I want to read Psalms 46. It says this. This is what it says. God is, not God is our refuge and strength, a well-proven help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its water roar and foam, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There, there is a river whose stream make glad the city of God, the only dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her in the early dawn. The nations roar, the kingdom were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come see the works of the Lord, who makes the desolation in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts off the spear. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. 
I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. What is David saying to us? What is David saying? He's saying, even though the world, the turmoil is going on, rest assured that you can have peace. Once you know the truth. Once you know the truth of God's word, you can have peace. In my lifetime, I've been through some rough times. Rough times. And my nephew called me a month or two ago. We're talking. Brilliant young man. He teaches international law at the university in Atlanta. And he said, we're talking. And he said to me, uncle, you know, I often wonder, you have been through so much, but through it all, you're still standing. It's as if you have never been through it. How did you do it? He says, how do you do it? I said, Martin, it's all the grace of God. I just stand knowing that he's going to take me through it. So I don't worry. I don't get depressed. I don't do things I shouldn't do. One of the things I tell people, no matter what you go through in life, no matter how the turmoil is tough, don't come out of his presence. Don't move from God's presence. Because that's where the peace is. That's where the protection is. That's where the blessing is. It is when we forget our primary position that we are in trouble. Don't forget where you stand. You look at Elijah and his servant. When his servant came out the morning and saw all the army around him, he went back to Elijah and said, Master, huh, we're finished now. That's it. And Elijah prayed to the Lord. You know the story. And the Lord opened his eyes. And he could see the chariots of fire all around them. The angels all around them. Ready to do battle on their behalf. If only we could see with our physical eyes. But we can't. So we have to trust the truth of God's word. He says his angels surround those who trust in him. To protect, to guide. They're always there. But if we allow the truth of God's word to miss us, to escape us, and we focus on the five senses. We focus on the five senses. So important is this peace that Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Let the peace of God, to which also you are called, in one body, rule, rule in your heart and be thankful. The word rule in the Greek means empire, umpire. What does an umpire do? He calls the shot. If it's a shot, if it's a strike, he calls it. Nobody can change that. Let the peace of God in your heart call the shot. That's what Paul is saying. Let the peace in your heart cause a shot in the situations that you face in life. Don't let the facts 
deceive you, but let the truth strengthen you and give you peace. That is what Paul is saying. God wants us to allow his peace to make the call in our life where the situations that confront us are concerned. Why do we need to know this? Because life is full of decision-making. Life is full of decision-making. We can't afford to shut a box. We must know the truth and the truth shall set us free. When we know the truth, it sets us free. But it's the truth that you know that will set you free. Not the truth that you don't know. In John 14, chapter 27, Jesus is getting ready to be crucified. He's getting ready to go on the cross for you and I. And out of everything he could have said, this is what he said to his disciples. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you to you. The world can give you peace enough. They give it to you in a pill or an injection. And it is temporary. But God's peace is eternal. It's eternal. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. He's telling them that, listen, I am going, but I'm giving you my peace. Hold on to it. It's imperative that you hold on to my peace. Don't forget my peace. Hold on to my peace. In the midst of turmoil, hold on to my peace. Dig your heels down and hold on. Hold your position. That is what he's saying. That is what the Lord is saying. I ask you this morning the question, what is it in your life that is causing anxiety and worry? What is it? What is it that is taking your peace? Only you can know. Only you. But I'm here this morning to tell you that God is saying to you, let his peace call the shot in your life. Let the truth of his word lead you to have peace in the midst of your trials and turmoil. Because they will come. They will come. And this is why it is so vital for you and I at this present moment to develop the capacity of knowing God's word in every situation so that when the problems of life confront us we can go to the truth and see what it says and make the decision where that is concerned the spirit of god is calling you he's calling you to rest in his peace rest in his peace he has left, left us his peace he says, hold on to it. Don't let it go. Whatever is concerning you this morning, whatever is the trouble, is it the rent, the mortgage, the job, the, the marriage, 
the problem with the kids. He's saying to you this morning, through this vessel, hold on to my peace. Don't let it go. Don't look at what you see in front of you. Look behind what you see and find my word concerning the situation, the challenge that you're now facing. This week is coming and trust me, you will face challenges. You will face it. It will come right before you. But you must remember what he tells you this morning. What he's telling you this morning. Let my peace in your heart cause the shot. Not worry. Not anxiety. Not fear. It will come. And it is coming. Develop the capacity to rest in his peace. Rest in his peace. When the the, the, well, he was in the boat and the storm started, the disciples panicked. And they said, don't you care that we are perishing? And he got up and he says, oh, be of little faith. Oh, can you have me with you and fear? Oh, can you have me with you and worry and have anxiety? No, it's not possible. I am here. I'm here. So I will end this morning by saying this. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And therefore, you have the peace of God in you. Live like a child of God. Don't live like a human being. We are not human beings. We are divine beings. We have been born again by the spirit and not of the flesh. Live like spiritual beings and not like mere humans. That's what he wants us to remember. All the position. Know that you're seated spiritually in heavenly places. The witches know it. The demonic spirit know it. It is time we come to know it. This is where we are seated 24-7. Let his peace rule in your heart. Let it rule, my brothers and sisters. Let it rule. Let it call a shot. And watch your life change. And watch how you blossom. And other people will see it and come to ask you, oh, comes with all the turmoils in your life, you seem like you never worry. Seem like you have this peace that passes all understanding. That's what the scripture says. A peace that passes all understanding. Nobody can understand it. Through all the trials. So remember, as you face this week, remember that the peace of God must rule in your heart. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Father, I have delivered. I have delivered your word. Now, Father, let it bear fruit. Let it bear fruit in your children's heart so that they will not get depressed or worried, but they will live according to your word and they will find peace 
in the midst of the storm. Bless each and every one this morning, Lord, that have listened to your word. Let them take it seriously. Let them take it seriously, Father. And I give you all the praise, Lord. I take none of it. I give it all to you. I don't need it. I give you the praise for using me to deliver your word. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Reverend Paul, for delivering such a powerful message. And may God continue to use you mightily as we really press into the peace of God that passes all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. We will be doing a song. And that's it's over to you, Sister Tashina, as you pray for the speaker. We're coming to a close. Welcome again, those who just join us. Let us pray first of all. Oh Lord, mighty God, mighty God, how, how much we needed this word. How much. And we thank you, Lord, for your manservant who so humbly continues to submit to your will and your ways, who continually continually relinquishes absolute control of his life over to your hands and allows himself to be used as your conduit, a vessel to carry and to deliver your word. Father, I pray this afternoon that even as he has poured out of himself onto your people, that you will in turn pour into him and refill him to overflowing so that once again he will continue, Almighty God, to bring forth your word, but to also throughout his daily life to be a light bearer, to be a light carrier and a testimony of your grace. I pray, Almighty God, that he will be blessed in his going out and in his coming in. And that whatever he touches will be blessed. Whomever is connected to him will be blessed. Almighty God, I pray that in his life you will be glorified. And that nothing of self will ever be seen in him. But may he always seek to exude your glory above all things. Thank you, Lord, for this man of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for saving him and for using him in particular for a time such as this. Mighty God, be glorified in his life. Be glorified in his life. Order his steps according to your will. And may he never, ever, Lord, seek to lean to his own understanding but in all things in all his ways he will seek to acknowledge you thank you lord it is in no other name but the name of jesus we pray 
Amen. Amen. I need not say any more, but ask us to just allow this song to minister to us, continue to minister to us, even as the man of God has ministered about the sweet peace that we have because of the Lord Jesus.
Peace is a promise he keeps. Peace is the promise he keeps. Reverend Bolt, over to you. I know you're going to do the prayer for me. Yeah, I want, I'm going to do the benediction. But before I do, I want to um, encourage everyone online. You know, the numbers are, are down this morning. And, and that is understandable because... A lot of the um, members are in Kenya, okay? But we're not going to look at that. We're going to start inviting people at the workplace, in your home, wherever you go. You're going to open your mouth and tell people about Jesus. Let them see you live the life and invite them to come in line to be blessed. Don't keep the good news to yourself. Share it, okay? So we have to be consciously aware of that, though as we go out to work tomorrow morning and the following days, we, we speak to people and tell them what all good God is and give them the testimony and invite them to come. 
the numbers will grow and people's life will change. I wanted to just say that to you before I close, okay? Let's pray. Father, again, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that was present with us this morning and that delivered your word to your people, your precious people. Lord, I just ask that you will be with every one of them this week as they go and that they'll remember to share the good news to the people that they meet on the train, the bus, wherever, and to invite them to hear your word so that their life too will be changed. Father, bless us, we ask, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I will just say the benediction at this time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.